Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, with your host, Benjamin Banks, and my co-host, Trav. What's up, Trav? Yo, what's up, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, excited about today's episode. I really am, too, man. This is episode two, bro. Episode two. Yeah, man. The first episode was Dragon Ball Z, and now today we're talking about Cowboy Bebop. Another great great anime of all time my yeah, opinion definitely a great anime man it holds a very dear place in my heart man whenever i think about this anime well i think it still holds up though too still for today like there's some animes that came out when we were kids and i go back and watch and i'm like eh, this doesn't hold up to today's yeah. standards but if I- I we go back and I watch Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, yo, this is just as good as any content that's being put out I agree, right now. I agree with you, man. It's like you said. There's a lot of anime that we watch growing up that when you watch it today, it's just like, ah. But yeah, when you watch Cowboy Bebop, like the action is still good, the animation is still good, and then that jazz music, man, it's so rich and beautiful, man. Like it's something that you can really appreciate that they went with that style of animation and music for the series. It has like that classiness feel to it. And the anime's gritty. Yeah. Well, you know, then, you know, they're in like these little nice, fancy, little jazz clubs Mm -hmm. and they're playing this music and you get that classy feel for it. Mm -hmm. And, huh, I like it. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And, you know, Cowboy Bebop is only one person who I know. My good friend, Josh. And I wanted to bring him on because, like, he's like the hugest cowboy bebop nerd. And I figured that if we're going to talk about cowboy bebop, he is the right person that we should bring on. All right, so let's uh, get him on the line, and uh, here we go. Hey, what's up, Josh? How you doing today, man? Hey, not much, not much. Appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, I, I wanted to get you on because I remember how much of a cowboy bebop buff you were oh yeah that's the best anime of all time period back back in the group days i agree too it's definitely top five like yeah it's a it's a really good anime like i i really enjoy the music i enjoy the animation i enjoy the characters like it's really good i think i think it was one of the first anime on uh adult swim too back when it first started when'd you see it dude um, my first time watching it, I think, was on Adult Swim. I think that was the first time I actually sat down and watched the show, and I watched it every day, you know, every time it came on and followed the story and stuff. And, you know, from the first episode I saw, I just fell in love with it. That was it. Yeah, that's how I was with it, too. The only thing that sucked about it back then, though, was that uh, Adult Swim only came on Sunday nights when it first when it first started. That was su- Saturday night, right? No, Adult Swim used to come on Sunday nights, okay. and then it came on Thursday nights, and pretty much it was just a repeat of everything that came on on Sunday nights. So it was kind of hard trying to keep up with it at first, but then once Adult Swim started the you know roll and whatnot, I was able to follow the anime. Yeah, if I could be honest, like I think maybe probably the first few times I caught it on Adult Swim because my my memory's kind of hazy about those days of when Adult Swim would actually come on and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I 
don't really recall seeing a lot of shows straight through. Like, you know, you would catch episodes like Inuyasha here and there. You'd catch yeah. Big O here and there and stuff like that. I think the only show I've seen straight through the first time with no problem was probably like Fooly Cooly, and that was what, like six episodes? Yeah, it was only six episodes, yeah. But, I mean, for the time, I, you got to put Cowboy Bebop up there. It's kind of like the, the Dragon Ball Z of adult swim just like how dragon ball z was the most popular anime on toonami cowboy bebop was the most popular anime on adult swim at the time and it kind of was like the gateway to introduce you know that more adult themed anime to viewers well was it my recollection of cowboy bebop what for lineup wise i'm pretty sure it came on during inuasha was on cowboy bebop Big O, Outlaw Star. That said, Outlaw Star, yeah. Yeah, but no, that was that was way later on, though, man. See, that's why I'm. Remember, like, I just I, remember Friday nights, man. When Adult Swim first like doing anime series, I remember it used to come on Saturday nights, and like the lineup you had, you had Inuyasha, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, it was some a couple of Otenchi Muyo. It's like they took like a lot of the the animes that came on Toonami and pretty much aired them unedited. Yeah. 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 It's just, it was, it was a lot going on back then and it was constantly changing. You know, they were getting more days and more time slots. They, you know, started doing that whole music video thing. That's how, you know, I saw like Daft Punk and stuff like that. Yeah. uh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. So Josh, uh, for, the listeners who don't know what Cowboy Bebop is, do you mind explaining to the listeners what it is? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a you know episode-driven, character-driven anime. I think uh, the story kind of revolves around the characters themselves and the past that they bring to the ship, which is the Bebop. So it's a bunch of like basically lost souls, either trying to escape their past or trying to understand who they are, and they uh kind of just deal with their own struggles. And in the the course of this, they're also bounty hunters. They're not the best at it because they always end up broke from either shooting people they ain't supposed to, destroying stuff they're not supposed to. But it's not while it has like lighthearted moments, it's not funny you know it's not a comedy anime or anything like that uh but ultimately the show follows one character uh spike which uh he his past was more kind of entrenched in darkness and like mafia type stuff so you kind of follow that i don't want to give too much away but the ultimate like core story i think is only like five episodes the rest of it is character driven and i think that's going to put a few people off, but if you really get into the characters, it, it you'll love it. Well, I think that was one of my turnoffs about the series. It don't get started till like episode six yeah. is when it like really yeah. gets going. Yeah. So you really got to invest quite a bit of time before the series even gets going. So I understand why originally if somebody watches the first two or three episodes, they're like, I'm not digging it. Yeah. Because they didn't get far enough in to be like to start knowing the characters because it's a pretty character driven series. Yeah, for real. Right. There's no, there's not a lot of like draws as far as like, um, you know, it was a different era for anime. So, uh, you know, fan service was at a pretty much minimum there outside of like maybe phase core outfit. But <laughs> yeah, other than yeah. that, like, 
There yeah, was no real fan that. service or anything to draw you in like that. If that's the kind of thing you're looking for, it's not flashy. But I, I feel like the first, like especially the first episode, kind of started with a bang because you realize like the stakes are higher because you know people are dying throughout the first episode. Yeah. You get to see you know spike in action as far as like hand to hand combat. You see the space fight, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like it's enough to like get you to know what is the sh- what's going to be in the show. But I feel like a lot of younger audience members and stuff with the shows that they watch nowadays, I don't think that it's going to hook them if they didn't watch it back in the day when like options weren't as massive as they are today. All right. So who would be your favorite character from the show? Um, it, it would definitely be uh spike. Uh, I think spikes laid back nature and, you know, his ability to kind of just get the job done, whatever he needs to. And like, I feel like that's my favorite, but I think I uh, can connect to Jet more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jet is the captain of the Bebop. He's more like you know the dad of the crew. You know, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, the yeah. father figure. He's the type, backbone type. of the crew. Like yeah, he gets much. them the job. It's his ship. It's his ship. Yeah, yeah. it's his ship. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is practically outside of Spike. Everyone else on the ship is really a freeloader for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. That kind of just shacked up in his ship without his permission <laughs> well that that's funny because my favorite character is ed and yeah i it love her okay. like dude she's so funny she's that comic relief a little bit but like mm-hmm. you said the show's not funny but right. it's, it's got up, a little bit there. of comic relief yeah she's there to well, take is, is ed really this... a, is ed really a she or it's a he she. Like, yeah. are you assuming, are you yeah, assuming it's a ed's she. gender no, it's, no a it's a she. Okay, it's a she. It okay. says she's a she. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time because I, I remember there was an episode where it's like they finally found out what Ed, what she really was. I, I assumed it was a dude. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't find out it was a girl till because the fact that I think it was the episode with her dad. She kind of has a girl voice. Really didn't bother me too much because that's like a Gohan sounds like a chick. Like, I've, I've always felt like it was a girl. I never, I never yeah, same had here. I always thought Ed was about a girl. it. Really, just because it was Ed. So, like, yeah. I was more towards the names that I never met a chick named Ed. Yeah, but that Ed, I mean, it, that Ed. <laughs> well, I mean, when you, when they, they, they kind of, like I said, is backstory driven. When you learn about, you know, her, her father or whatever, you kind of yeah. get why her name is Ed. Well, Trav, who, who's your, who's your favorite character? I just said Ed. Oh, yeah, you did <laughs> just say said Ed. Ed. But, like I said, I think I think obviously um, Spike's the main character, but I think Jet is the most important character. Yeah, you need, Jet is the glue that holds them all together. Like literally, I say my favorite character is Spike. The same reasons what Josh was saying. Like I feel like you can connect with him the most. Um, he's laid back. It was one line from the show. Uh, it was the episode where he was training that guy how to fight. And oh was, yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, your body has to be like water and let it right, flow yeah. and everything. Well, he he was good for a couple one liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Steve Blum, the voice actor who uh, voices Spike, man, like that dude's amazing, well, bro. I was gonna bring up too the fact that this is probably the best dub of any anime of all time. I don't. That's know, the man. only. Well, that's the only way to enjoy Cowboy Bebop. I had I've a never even I've, seen it. In I've seen the sub. It's good. Don't get me wrong; it's a good sub. But if you, if I find out like you're watching Cowboy Bebop dub, uh, sub instead of dub, like you're you're probably possessed by the devil. Like that's the <laughs> only logical explanation because that's weird. You don't do that. I mean, 
I, I mean, maybe I'm the only person that ever looked at it like this, but I always felt like Samurai Champloo was I, no, that's was, a good one was too. Really similar to Cowboy Bebop. Uh, maybe it was just me because they, uh, you you had the same voice actor. Oh, and it's uh, Samurai Champloo is um, Cell Animation too, right? Yeah. So, and they're like one of the last Cell Animation yeah. animes before and everything a, went to digital. And it was a short anime, just like Cowboy Bebop. I, I feel like the shorter the better, because you get your sto- you get your point across. Yeah, but like. I, ju- Oh, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think the 26th an, uh, episode formula is a good block for, like, a decent storytelling, like, anime. And that's why I kind of get upset that we kind of gotten more away from that into, like, more, like, 12 and 13 episode arcs that kind of fe- leave shows feeling really unfinished. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Man. Well, I think it, though, it's because of the mass that anime is being produced now versus 20 years ago. Oh, like, obviously. The investment, they don't want to make the 26 episode investment. I mean, I think that was the biggest bitch about Netflix doing the Castlevania series is how uh, short yeah. it was. Like, wasn't but they didn't want to make the investment. Well, what I haven't watched season two yet. How many See, episodes? And, that, how many and those episodes are two different there? conversations to like, you know, as far as like the oversaturation of the anime market, like affecting quality. And then also Netflix handling of anime overall has always been utter garbage, even though they have some decent picks up there, but like how they handle their like, uh, the shows that they pick up, especially when they're newer shows and what they invest in and like CGI, like a bunch of stuff that they, they just do a lot of things wrong when it comes to anime, in my opinion. I agree with you on that. I mean, like there's, there's some anime stuff that they do that I think it's okay. But like you said, like there's a lot of stuff that they do that like it sucks. And, you know, since we're on the topic of Netflix, how do you feel about the, announcement of the live action cowboy bebop series that netflix is supposed to be coming out with if you had asked me this five years ago when (laughs) netflix was putting out nothing but like prime content i would have said you know what i'm gonna give it a chance and i'm I'm happy to see it but you know after the bleach movies after Mm -hmm. death note and stuff like that i'm very skeptical i'm i'm reserving judgment especially because i'm happy y'all called me today i don't know if y'all saw the uh the information they put out about like the uh cast the character backstories that they're doing no i no i didn't i didn't see that yet yeah i went ahead and looked it up earlier but go ahead and like explain all that basically what i'm what i saw in that was like they went into like who they're playing how they're playing on casting each role and i pretty much agree with it for the most part so they like you know jet is going to be african-american everyone sees jet as african-american he's dubbed voice by an african-american they're like uh vincent can be of any race i'm thinking i feel like he should be asian but they're like spike is a mixed race asian and maybe white guy i'm like i could see that like i feel like they're they're doing the casting good but then they also said um they give like the character bios which is rooted exactly how their bios are in the anime so i'm like okay it doesn't seem like they're taking too many liber- liber- like too much liberty with the characters themselves as far as like who they are so that means we're possibly going to get the at least if not the same plot close enough to it to where they're not going to jack it up well you I saw where they brought they're bringing in the creator as a consultant yeah to, i did i did read about that to talk about it so hopefully that's good news too i'm hoping 
Because I think another thing about Cowboy Bebop that makes it super special is the music. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping, you know, they go out and get, um, I cannot remember the chick's name. That did the, the, that, the, 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 the well, It's song. like Yo- Yoki or Yo-Yo or Toki or something. That did, uh, it was the real folk blues. Well, she just did most of the music for Cowboy Bebop. The, to me, the music is one of the biggest things about the anime, just that as jazz, much as the dialogue. Man. That jazz music playing, yeah. So I feel like that's they have to get the music right well, in this series and make it just as special. If well, they want to do well, it right, on, I feel like they remember. should do a mixture of the original soundtrack with the show along with some like new original jazz works and stuff like that with it. Well, but I think if they play to nostalgia more more than originality, it'll make a lot more people happy. Well, you well, can't replace that theme song. Well, though. Josh, you, you got to think about it. Look, it's it's 2018. And, 2019 by the time. And, Net, and Netflix... We they have what a bad history for the stuff that they do. So I'm pretty sure all the jazz music is going to be replaced with trap music. And um, I, I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. Like the song, like the intro song is probably going to be performed by Kodak Black. And, no. uh, <laughs> it's just the thing. It's like I feel like like I know a lot of people think that or feel as though live action can't be done well with anime and stuff. And it's just like I 100 percent disagree. It's just that people, especially when it gets just washed through like Hollywood nonsense, that's when it gets bad. Because like um, one of my favorite live action works to watch is uh, the Death Note movies from Japan. Uh, Like I actually prefer those to the anime itself because it removes a lot of like stupid stuff that happens in the second half of the show, which is why I like it. And then you have the three Roroni Kenshin movies that they put out that were amazing. Uh, then you've got, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Crow Zero, which is based on a manga and a small little anime OVA works called like Worst and, and Crows. So it's like they can do it well. It's just that Japanese CGI just tends to be completely awful. That's yeah, but I also think it also depends on the kind of anime because like you just brought up I was going to bring up the Kenshin ones, too. They're really well done. It doesn't really require too much CGI. Yeah. And have you seen the Gantz live-action movies? Those are done really well, in my opinion. But it doesn't require a lot of CGI like a Dragon Ball Z would or something like that. Where or Nar- Like, if they ever did a live-action Naruto, I don't know if they could pull off the Jutsu stuff. Yeah, probably and, not. Yeah. So, and I think that's the big downfall of live action animes. And it's hard to take a series and turn it into a movie. And to me, that was the biggest downfall about the Bleach movie. That is very, very difficult to turn well, into a movie. You're tr- you're trying to cram in 130 chapters of something into an hour and a half, and I it's think impossible. that's yeah. That's well, that's the biggest problem. It's like it's not that it can't be done well. They're choosing to do it awfully, like. With the Roroni Kenshin movies, they summarized the show a lot, took out a lot of filler, but they handled arcs in smaller formats rather than trying to cram everything. And then the movies were two hours plus. So it's like instead of trying to cram everything into an hour and a half work, they spread it out a bit. Well, I think they probably do that because the attention span of kids nowadays versus our attention span, like... Yeah, you have to make these movies still pretty lengthy. I get what like you're you just saying. Said. I mean, because you know, back back then, 
when we were first getting anime in the States, it's like, it was something special to us. So whenever we did get something, we cherished it compared to now, you can get anime like that now. Well, my thing about what you're just saying is I think it's, I think we're looking at it the wrong way. I don't think that attention spans are the issue because you can pump out movies nowadays two, two and a half hours long. If your content is good, people will watch it. If you're not holding the attention span, it's probably because it's not good enough to hold an attention span, like the attention span of a person. So I think it's less to do with the generational gap of shorter attention spans and more to do with the fact of you're trying to pump out as much content as possible. So it's not as good as it used to be. And I don't know if y'all remember how I was mainly in the group talking about that. Like, I just feel like the overall quality of anime has dropped significantly. Mm. Now, this is a question that I wanted to ask you. I remember, um, I want to say it was sometime last month, you had made a post on Facebook about how some, some fans consider Cowboy Bebop overrated. Now, how do you feel about that in general? Like the Well, I posted it because people were saying like that it was like based on somebody's list or whatever. And the, the post kind of got derailed because people wanted to focus on the list rather than the actual content of what I was asking. But it was it wasn't as I, I can see how anything can be considered overrated, but of anyone that ever responded to the direct question of why do you feel like it's overrated, I never got a satisfying answer to describe it. Like they might say, oh, well, I just personally couldn't get into it when I watched it or something. But no one ever really got specific of what they thought was overrated about it, whether or not the characters were overhyped, the soundtrack was overhyped. So it's like I'm open to the concept of any you know, work being overrated or underrated because it's an entertainment thing. Everything is subjective, but it's the issue I find is when people can't defend their point or elaborate on it. So it's like, are you just saying it for the sake of saying it or what? Yeah. I think, I think some people just do it just to be trolls. Uh, I mean, like when I look at cowboy bebop, I don't look at it as an overrated anime because it has a good story. Like I said earlier, the characters are, really well developed so it's just people that are trolling and people who hate when something gets very popular and they're just like oh it's overrated and oh go ahead i'm sorry no i was about to say i don't feel like cowboy bebop is popular though like our age group it's popular within our age group but like if you go into hot topic right now there's not like a cowboy bebop display like you're gonna see Attack on Titan, One Piece, and um, Dragon Ball, Z. Sword Art Online. Like you're not gonna see Cowboy Bebop just over. They're not oversaturating yeah. you with merchandise of Cowboy Bebop and stuff. It's just popular for our age group. It's a timeless anime because of to me how flawless the cell animation is. Like yeah. that cell animation lives up to anything digital that anybody is pumping out right now. And I feel like that's overlooked. Like, that's fucking remarkable that somebody hand-drew this whole anime, and it is as clean as it is. Yeah, and it still holds up very well today. 
Not oh, yeah, and especially not. when they update it, you know, you watch in, like, the, the Cowboy Bebop movie and stuff, it still looks immaculate, to be honest. I've never seen this movie. Yeah, I was just about to bring up the Cowboy Bebop movie. Um, yeah, I've never seen the Cowboy Bebop movie. So. Oh, it's it's really good. Yeah. Like, uh, I enjoyed the soundtrack in there. It's really good as well, but it's not uh, jazz-centered. It's more like pop. Yeah. music in it a lot but overall and like kind of like some grim music in there too or whatever but it, it's got some really cool action scenes the characters are just as entertaining i will argue with you on the whole it's only cowboy bebop's only really popular with our age group because it's like if you look up like on my anime list or whatever you know cowboy bebop is still regarded i think it's like a top 10 top 20 anime like period so it's like even they're not marketing it anymore because i mean it's what 20 years 20 plus years old now yeah. so you know it's not going to sell merchandise like that anymore and it shouldn't so you know you're going to see the newer stuff like the attack on titans and stuff like that did you ever did you ever play or watch any uh playthroughs of the cowboy bebop video game i didn't even know there was one uh... and i'm fine with not knowing <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, for what it was, it, it didn't come out over here in America. It mm-hmm. was all, it was only in Japan, and I mean, from what it was, I mean, it looked pretty good. It was a beat 'em up. Uh, it had investigation stuff going on in it. So, what did it look more like a Persona uh, I type of game, or yeah, something like that? I mean, like this game came out. I want to say 2000, somewhere between 2003 and 2005. So it's a PS2 game. It's a PS2 game, yeah. I'm looking it up now. Oh, I see what it looks like, yeah. What, I've what, seen games like this. I'm not too into them. Yeah, but like when you brought it up, I was like, it just sounds like it would be, it would look like a Persona type of game. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's like they did that because, you know, to please the fans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same thing like with the Lupin the Third games or yeah. the Samurai Champloo games. I've never, or, usually video ga- I mean, anime video games to me are... Trash. Yeah. They're not, I, tend to, not I tend to stay away from them. Some, some, of them are, some of them are okay, but yeah, a lot of them, it's like unless you're really a fan of this anime and you really want to experience playing the game of it, then you'll you'll get it. Like that's what I did with the Loop on the Third games, but the Loop on the Third game was trash. Right now, going back to the movie, is it where is the movie based in the storyline somewhere? Or the series? It is. Yeah, it's, or? it's not. It's an unlike determined area in in the show, but like the entire cast is now you know still part of the Bebop at the time. So you know it's. With probably around like episode thirteen or something like that, or around that area where it's taking place, like it's not really related to the overall story of the show or anything like that. So technically, what you're trying to say is that it's non-canon. Well, I mean, I don't know what we consider canon when in the Bebop universe, but I mean, I guess it seems like you could just consider it as one of their cases that they did, you know, that wasn't shown in the show because. It's kind of already implied like they've done jobs that aren't shown in the TV show. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of the cases they even do in the TV show are like, I don't want, I don't know if this is the best term to use, but second rate cases. Like, they're not as high profile. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And of course, you've already brought up like they, they're unsuccessful quite often. Yeah. Like, it's not even that they're though they're un- very they skilled. They stop the threat 100% of the time. They just never do it. Like, if the bounty says bring them in alive, well, they're probably going to die every single time. (laughs) 
Like they never get it to where they're like, oh, you know, hey, we need this person. Well, we accidentally turned it into a monkey. My bad. Like stuff like that. Like it's they always stop the threat, but just not in the way that they're going to get paid. Yeah. And they've been cheated out of money, too, a few times in some of the cases. So what's what's your favorite case that you recall? um, My favorite case? Honestly, if I had to really give one, it's between the first episode's case, which getting uh, getting a bloody eye and the case where it wasn't really linked to a bounty, but where they had to go up against, uh, I think the guy's name was Mad Puro, which was the assassin dude that uh, could like float and stuff that had like all the guns and knives and stuff under his jacket. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, that yeah. one? I, I, it's like the more you explained it, yeah, I started remembering them. Yeah, yeah, that those two are my favorite simply because that one's good because Spike, you know, catches hands pretty bad, which doesn't happen often to him. Well, the fight scenes are great in the whole series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, you know, any any interactions with Spike is or any fight scenes with Spike involved are always my favorite. But I also I you know what, I think I'd I'd also give it to um Jet's past episode where he deals with his past with, you know, his ex wife and stuff right. like that. That was a really good episode too, where I mean he got a bounty for that, but it was more of a personal thing. So I like that as well. Well I was I was about mm-hmm. to bring up the fact that Jet and Spike have a very similar past and kind of makes a bond between the two. Well, they have they have the, a similar past in the aspect of like betrayal and stuff like that. But, you know, they're on different ends of the spectrum with right. Jet being a cop and Spike being a mafioso or whatever. So, you know, that that's kind of cool. But then again, if you really look at it and watch their interactions with each other, Spike and Jet literally know nothing about each other. And that's how they like it. Because uh, Jet asked him a couple times about his past, and then Spike would always re- you know, respond with, okay, I'll tell you that when you tell me what happened to your arm. And they both just stopped talking to each other. Yeah. So that's why I like the show, because the other crew members that come into the show uh, force spike and jet to confront their emotions and confront their past because they they make them open up more of the stuff that they weren't you know used to an aspect of family and that's the to me you know because i'm a pretty like i'm just a pretty emotional dude that's the best part of the show to me like the action is cool but really the fact that all of the characters have this, like, they stand still in time because none of them have moved past whatever happened to them. Yeah, that's they true. never dealt with it, and they try to run from it. And yep. I always thought that, like, this anime really gives, like, you life lessons. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I really, really appreciate that. And I don't want to do too much of the spoilers for anybody's listening, but... There's a lot of emotional content in the series, and the fact when they start to disband is pretty emotional, too, them going their separate ways. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that, too. Yeah, I didn't know how you felt about that, you know, as far as having that deep-rooted connection to these characters. I I think their separation or their beginning to separate and stuff like that as they handled each other's, like, situations, I think that that was a 
crucial moment for each of them. Like uh, when one of the members leaves, you feel as though like, wow, I wish that didn't happen. But at the same time, you're like, that was the time for them to go. Like their their purpose on the ship was served. They were there to make people feel a certain type of way, make them open up a certain type of way, handle their own demons. And then once that's done, they left. In the same way with the cast that stays with the ship, I feel like they're important too because it's like they they still need each other at, to a degree to you know heal with like losses and stuff that happened throughout the show. Now, you know, you, trying to be cryptic. <laughs> now, do you feel like the ending is so open ended that maybe they decide to? I doubt this would ever happen, but if oh. they did pick it back up, would that interest anybody? No and no, but go ahead. (laughs) So you don't feel like the ending's open-ended as far as... Not. It's 100% crystal clear what happened. That whole... That that ending, to me, is one of the most perfect endings in all of anime. Without question. It's it's very... Like, and you know, it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's a little bit more difficult than I thought when I started talking, like... Well, here here's the thing that I, I, I can talk to you about since you've seen it. Do you remember the episode with Jet and he's talking to his old partner and they're watching like an old Western movie? Right. That is a very important part to show you why the ending of the show isn't open ended, because that part of the show that part of the movie He's describing how a Western ends and stuff like that. And the entire theme of Cowboy Bebop is rooted in a Western. Yeah. And, you know, the last showdowns and whatnot and all that stuff is in there. But then you also have to watch the uh, the old Native American guy that Spike sees frequently. He describes, you know, what a star falling means and stuff like all of these things that they've introduced into the show ties into the ending itself to where there's no misinterpretation of what's going on. You know what I mean? It's not like with like Code Geass or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. With that coming back, you know. What, Code Geass is coming back? Yeah. Yeah, they've got like a, I think a show or a movie or whatever that's that's like in between the show and then they have like a sequel series or something coming out within the next year. Mm-hmm. I said that excites me because I mean I'm a, a fan of the series, but... <laughs> Yeah, that was left open, though. Like, people have been arguing about that for years since that ended. But Bebop, it ended a certain way. I'm hoping that... I want them to either leave it dead or give me more content like the movies. Just throw stuff in between the show. Don't don't try to tack on anything. Well, I think that with the live-action series coming out, I mean, who knows? It might lead to them creating a sequel to Cowboy Bebop. I mean, because, you know, everybody loves nostalgia and it seems like that's what's in right now. And then you had the revival of Dragon Ball Super and you just had the two new Yu Yu Hakusho um, OVAs that came out on the Blu-ray. And it's like older people, they want to see their favorite animes brought back to life. So I think that it is a possibility that we might get a sequel to Cowboy Bebop. Who knows? Oh, you know, I'm 100% on board that it might happen. I'm just 100% not supportive of it in any way. I do. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying you can't trap lightning in a bottle twice. That's it. The only only issue that I have with uh, 
you know, these continuations of stories and anime and like that is that, like you said, you can't trap lightning in a bottle twice. And a lot of these reboots, it's like, they're not that good. And I kind of feel like it hurts the original because it's like, you know, that's all people talk about is the original, this, the original, that. And it's like, now they've retconned stuff. And these reboots, like Dragon Ball Super, for example, it's like they've retconned so much stuff from the original series. And it's just like, oh, well, why did they do that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I really hate this anime now. And it shouldn't be like that because it's like if you really love and appreciate, you know, one of your favorite animes, you would never say that I hate this. I hate that they're doing this. Like, why are they doing this? Well, you got to also consider the power of nostalgia is, you know, unmatched so a lot of the times people are blinded by nostalgia where they think a show is like really really good but if you sit back and examine it half the time it's like okay that wasn't that great you know and we've talked you know how i feel about dragon ball z and you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) like growing up one of my favorite shows of all times but you know sitting back looking at it and examining it as a a written show, it's like, eh, if it came out by today's standards, it would be pretty standard shonen. But I will say this as far as, like, the retconning of stuff and, like, Super, I'm not a Super fan, uh, really, but I have caught, like, like, I watched The Battle of Gods, I enjoyed it. I've caught, like, the Goku Black, like, ending of that arc, and then I watched the end of, like, Tournament of Power. But overall, I'm not a big fan of the show overall. But I will say that a lot of the stuff that they are trying to fix are a lot of the issues a lot of people have had with Dragon Ball Z over the years in general, like uh, power scaling issues and stuff like that. I feel like they're really trying to address that. It's a little too late for it, but they are trying, so I give them credit for it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I, I still, I mean, like I like Super, but... It's like uh, I put it right up there with Dragon Ball GT. It's just a little oh, bit. and that that to me is blasphemy. That that can even be said, but that's that's blasphemous. Dragon Ball GT is a travesty. Yeah. Like well, that is that is the one of the worst projects I've ever seen in my life. Like that's really bad. Well, I will add this though: Super did have the most epic moment, and I'll be I'll be honest in anime history. Was I think I know I, what you're about to say. I, I can't like uh, without the, the fight, the end fight with Jiren, that final four minutes, yeah. the animation quality, the music that yeah. went with it, everything, the, how the fight played out, the strategy in it, all of it. Most epic moment I've seen in anime in years, without question. Yeah, especially when you watch it in 1080p. Yeah, like, that was quality, crystal. Yeah, the quality is really good. Like, the the scenes are moving so fast that it looks very realistic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the people involved in the scene itself also lend to it being really impactful because of, you know, who's fighting in it. And it's like, you know what, this was a perfect way to end this fight. Say what you will about the story, say what you will about the show at all, you know, itself. But that moment right there, I'm like, you know what, this shows how much potential this show really has if it's done right. So going back to the, I just want to touch on one more thing about the mm-hmm. TV series on Netflix. Yeah. Something else that came out too, they said was the first episode 
is going to be written by the guy who did the new um, Thor Ragnarok yeah, uh, movie. Yeah. So I do feel like they're really trying to bring it. I don't know the whole in and outs of Death Note and Bleach as far as who they brought in and who they got the story, but it really seems like they're really putting in a lot to this Cowboy Bebop TV show. And I'm definitely more open to it than I was when I heard about Death Note and Bleach. Yeah. 100%. After seeing how much they're trying to really put into it, I feel like they're taking it serious. It's not like some bullshit to just throw on Netflix and say, hey, we did it. (laughs) I can agree with you on that. However, I'm holding out any kind of praise or hope or anything until I see a cast list. That will depend. That will determine how I feel about the the show overall, just off the the gate. If if I look at the characters themselves and I can't envision them as a certain thing, then it's like, "Eh, I can't feel it. Because it's like, you know, the internet was... A long a while ago was posting pictures of Keanu Reeves or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? I could see him as Spike. I really could. So it's like if that was a real thing, I would have been fine with that casting. I feel like just because he had the look for it, and he kind of has like the chill demeanor for it as well, well plus well, his martial arts capabilities. Well, it's hard to cast anime characters as based off of looks. Like I really do try not to judge. The, to me, that's like judging an album off the track listing. You know, the big thing when somebody's about to drop an album is they release the track listing. Yeah. And I, it's hard to read the track listing and expect to know what the song's going to be about. So I really try not, even though I do it too. Like when I saw the Death Note cast, I was like, ugh. And even though we were right about it, I mean, still. like I gave, you know, I gave Death Note a chance. I disagree because I think it's it's not the same comparison. Reading the because music you're listening to it, you know, period. You're, you're going to listen to it. That's that's what you're getting out of an album. That's what you're hearing. Reading a track list really doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you the hook, the beat. Don't tell you nothing. Lyrics, nothing. So it's hard to. I feel like that's an unfair way to judge it. The only way I think it's kind of like fair is like looking at who's like going to be featured on the song, how many features there are, like stuff like that. I feel is fair. But, like, when you're talking about a visual medium like a movie or a show, a big part of it is the visual appeal. And if you're looking at a show and you're like, you know what, that's not believable because of who you've casted in this role, I feel like that's something that will really take you out of it. Well, sometimes, you know, just because they look like that in real life don't mean that's how they're going to look in the show. And an example that just comes to mind right off the top, and I'm sure there's a lot of other ones, is Gollum and Lord of the Rings. Like, if you ever seen the guy who plays him in real life, like, you want to be Andy, like, oh, yeah, that's him. You know, so, like, who's to even say that's what they're going to look like? You know, when they actually play that character? I mean, with makeup and special effects, you know, God only knows what they'll really look like. Nah, no, because I even still feel like that's a bad example because, one, the dude that plays Gollum looks like Gollum to me. But uh, <laughs> not only that, you know, now you're talking the realm of they CGI him, which it seems like this show is not planning on doing. If they were doing that and there was going to be voiceovers, then you'd, I think you'd have a point. But since they're just playing the characters, I, it's kind of hard, like, okay, if you dress him up like Spike and put a wig on him, like, he's still going to look like that. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's the big thing about what made Bleach so horrible was it just looked like really bad cosplay. It did. Like, there were, like I didn't like the way that Rukia looked. Um, Neither did I. There, like, there, were, there are better cosplays out but there. But that's what I don't want Cowboy Bebop to be. I don't want it to look like cosplay. If like you don't cosplay. want it to look like cosplay, then that's what I'm saying. If you don't want that, then that means that the person that you're casting needs to be believable in that role without the look, without the clothes, without the wig. Like that's what's going to make the difference between okay, we need to make this guy look like Spike or this guy looks like Spike. So you're okay with him not look like outfit wise? Like, no, no, no. Cool. I still want the outfit. Like I still want the outfit, but I'm okay with shows taking. I'm okay with live action taking liberty with uh, looks if it's not going to look plausible in re- reality. You right. know what I mean? So like, luckily for like Bebop, a lot of their clothes, like the only outfit I think would look ridiculous in a grand scheme of things is probably Faye's outfit. Just in reality, probably won't look right, but. You could throw a G-string and some shorts on a, a girl and it could work, but it's not going to look like Faye's traditional outfit, I don't feel like. She won't be re- as revealing. You don't Because, think. like, you know. No, I, think, I think she'll be revealing. At, oh, yeah, she'll definitely be revealing, but I don't but think. But that revealing? Be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because if they don't if they do not do it like that, a lot of people are going to be because pissed. Because then, I, well, pissed. I mean, I, I feel like at that point you're catering, though, to pervertedness so you're saying that she bit. needs to be covered up no 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 dude, no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying she's the first anime character that i saw as a child and i was like damn she, damn she's attracted <laughs> i'm attracted to this cartoon and i don't think that they'll make her as man I, i'm really trying to choose my words carefully but yeah be you, careful you know not to offend anybody. Yeah, pro- thank you, Josh. Provocative. <laughs> I really don't think she'll be as provocatively dressed. And even the way... Now, I mean, I'm cool if that's how she talks to people. You know, like Faye. I, I'm going you know, super flirty. Though, and... Because if you, if you don't make her dress the way that she... The way that she dresses goes with her character as exactly. a whole. I just think they'll tone it down a tad Nah, bit. man. I think... I doubt it. Yeah, I really do. I, yeah, Josh. I'm on the same page with you, man. It's like, if you're gonna put these... Make these characters and whatnot, man, it's like, I want it to be as faithful to what they look like in the anime as possible because we can all remember when Dragon Ball Evolution came out, they didn't even give that the guy who played him, I forgot, a Justin Chatwin. Yeah. They didn't even give him you know, Goku's hairstyle because they said that his hairstyle was similar to Goku's anyway. I'm like, huh? Well, that's a hard hairstyle to do, though. Nah. Right, I was fine with them taking liberties with that hairstyle. It's just like that, some anime casting... characters, you can't get that hairstyle. Yes, like, you can. No, you can't. Bro, oh, man. I see cosplayers you... with... And it would look ridiculous if you've seen them in, like, outside of, like, it, it just not a... It's... Thank you. It would look ridiculous if you didn't see them in cosplay. Like, if that was their hair. I agree because, 100%. Yeah, it just doesn't add up because then now you're in order to make their hair look like Goku's or something like that, it would have to be stiff and standing up and then it wouldn't make a lot That's of sense. That's what she where, said. <laughs> where he's fighting and stuff and the hair is not moving. And then you also got to think about it. This was like, would Goku be the guy that's gelling his hair every morning to make it look like that? Like, yeah. it just, it makes sense in an anime perspective, but in reality, it would go 
counter to the characters. Like, why is he doing his hair? Goku doesn't do his hair. What are, what are we doing here? So what about the rating of the TV show? What you think is going to be more R-based or PG-13? It'll be PG-13. No, no. I'm thinking it's going to be, I'm thinking this series is going to be similar to Daredevil. Oh, you're, no, no. Because Cowboy Bebop doesn't even need an R rating. It doesn't. PG-13 is fine for Bebop. I think in today's world, it might need an R rating. Maybe not back then. Well, no, because Cowboy Bebop, as far as like uh, gratuitous violence, is none really there. Sex, none there. Uh, profanity, really none there. So it's like it really doesn't need an R rating. It's like there's nothing, nothing core to that show requires it to be an R rating. I could definitely see some soccer moms a tad bit upset. You know, if their son was to watch a live action of Cowboy Bebop and it wasn't given a rating they felt like. Uh, I mean, people complain all the time, but like even even the general sense of that as a movie, though, as far as like blood, profanity and stuff like that, there's I feel like a lot of PG-13 like action movies have far worse in it because I think some of let me before I even say it. Let me just look to make sure. Let me just look before I say anything crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was right. So, like something like the Expendable. The Expendables is PG thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. And that has way more blood, action, profanity, all kinds of stuff than anything you're going to get out of Cowboy Bebop. Well, well, the Expendables one and two, those movies were rated R. And then they made Expendables 3 PG-13, and a lot of fans didn't like the decision to make it PG-13, but they wanted to capitalize on making more money. Yeah, they they wanted to make more money, but it's like Expendables 3 was the worst one in the series. Well, it was, but that's not the the point is if we're talking like what they're going to do for it, what you just said kind of proves the point. They're yeah. always looking for the larger audience. And while uh, Cowboy Bebop was rated like TVMA or whatever for TV standards or whatever, but, and, you know, the network that it was on, there was really nothing in there. Like, you'd have to tell me something that's in Cowboy Bebop to make it need a rated R rating. I get what you're saying. I, I think that the only reason why I would say that it would need a rated R is because of the, you know, some of the, some of the fights and whatnot and, I remember like watching Daredevil, like Daredevil felt like a very mature show just because of the language and, you know, the action scenes that they had in the series. And even though it was a mature show, I mean, I I don't think Daredevil was rated R. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know if Netflix has those particular ratings. I don't know if they have like their own rating set. I think they just have, I think it's just like TV. Like you have mature uh, no, it's just rated TVMA, just yeah, like TVMA. Bebop is. Yeah, because yeah, that because TV shows are, are on a different rating scale. They they're not rated like R, but uh, they don't get R ratings, but they get TVMA, and I think that fits perfectly for Bebop. It's yeah. you know it has some serious tones as far as like killing people and action exactly. scenes, but but none of the like fight scenes with anybody ends in like a bloody death or anything like somebody might get shot or something once and they die. But other than that, like the show is not really violent in any means, or it's not really 
sexual in any means. I feel like if you go for a rated R rating, I would be upset because if you're going for like rated R content, more profanity, then that means now you've changed the whole dynamic of the show because that's not how it was. Right. Now, what do you think about time-based or, or, you know, pretty much we're just making predictions at this point, but, you know, the anime, 23 minutes or so mm-hmm. each episode, um, T. Te- there wise, do you think it's going to be, you know, hit the hour mark per episode or because that's what I'm thinking? It'll I would be an hope hour so. per episode. Well, if I'm reading how the uh characters are, uh, somebody's echoing pretty bad. Uh, I think it stopped. Um, if I'm looking how the characters are written and it seems like it's true to the source, then I feel like an hour would be best do hour long episodes, 13 episodes, because then you could cover the entire series. Mm-hmm. Without shortening anything on like 45, ep- 45 minute episodes, you wouldn't have to shorten anything. You could still leave room to like, you know, add little things here and there and stuff to make it a little different, you know, if that's the way you want to go. But hour long seem like it would be best. Also, since it's Netflix, most Netflix shows that they put out tend to be the 45 minute episodes. Right. Yeah. And except for those special episodes that they come out with that are like 50 something minutes. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, they don't tend to go for the 23- to 30-minute episode-like kind of format. So I have no reason to believe that they won't go for the 45-minute uh, mark on each episode, which would be perfect. I, I really hope that it, I, that you're right about that, man, mm-hmm. because it's like one of my favorite shows on Netflix is Glow, and those episodes usually run about 25, 25 minutes. So hopefully we get you know, the 45 minutes up there. I mean, even if they're 30 minute episodes, I mean, I'll be fine with it, but you know, those 45 minute episodes, you can cover more grounds like you were saying, and we could get more details and more in depth with the characters and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that because that's what's needed, because if you're taking a story and character driven anime, that's not reliant because that's another thing. If they take this and try to make an action show out of it, that's when they're going to fail pretty hard. But if they keep it as a character-driven show, um, oh, I just looked. Uh, it's it's looking like they're doing 10 episodes uh, for the series. So if they're doing 10 episodes, more than likely, yeah, they're going for the hour mark. They're going for the hour mark, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's what came out. That same article, I think, that did the uh, character bios. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for... The TV show, honestly, as you know, I'm willing to. I'm definitely giving it a bigger shot than their previous. I'm not holding any of that stuff against them. I feel like they're turning over a new leaf, a little bit, especially since all the canceled Marvel content, you know, that really did piss off a lot of people in the quote-unquote nerd community. So I feel like this is their chance to reel people back in with it. But um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, we get some good cast choices, like when the official. Yeah, I, I don't know. They haven't released anything yet. They haven't even released when this is supposed to even start filming, right? Yeah, we, yeah. We can just assume that it's going to be airing sometime next year. That's the only thing that we can assume right now. I'm shooting more for like the early the beginning of 2020. I was about to say 2020. Because yeah. so? yeah. if you don't even have a cast, if you don't even have a cast yet. You haven't started filming yet, and then, you know, to get it actually marketed and put on the platform, yeah, you're probably looking, you know, 2020. 
or close to it. If if it's not very end 2019, it's early 2020. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like probably somewhere between October and December. But uh, you know, Josh, I just want to say thank you for joining us up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. It was oh, really, yeah. it was really good talking to you. You know, I hope everybody that's listening right now that they learned a little bit about Cowboy Bebop and learned some new stuff and that they'll check out the anime before the live action series gets here. And also make sure you check out that movie as well. Josh, uh, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you at in social media land. Oh yeah. You can uh, check me out on Facebook. Um, I'm up there as just myself, Joshua Harris or at uh, find your player too. Or uh, you can also find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash the Lord KS or on mixer at mixer.com slash the Lord KS. And uh, I do appreciate you guys having me on. You know how I feel about Bebop. You know how I feel about anime. You know, hit me up anytime. I appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. All right, man. Hey, you have thanks. a good one, bro. Man, that dude, Josh, man, I told you he was very knowledgeable on Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I'm glad that. I mean, I could sit here and talk about Cowboy Bebop forever. So I'm glad, you know, we got to spend, dude, probably close to an hour talking about cowboy bebop and the upcoming tv show on netflix and stuff so it was a great podcast yeah i mean like what he was saying he's still you know kind of at a distance for the live action show i think a lot of people are because you know how netflix is when it comes to their live action stuff so you know hopefully as news keeps coming out yeah it's still super early i mean the trailer was literally stars and cowboy bebop netflix like so they really haven't even given you a whole lot of if they're reacting specifically the anime or like nobody knows anything yeah so well hopefully once it comes out we can get josh back up here and we can talk about it again and uh until next time thank you everyone for joining us trav how about you tell everybody where they can find you at in social media land? You can find me on Instagram at ZK Audio. And you can find me, your boy Benjamin Banks, at Benji underscore Banks on Instagram. And at King... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind that. Ooh. You can find me at King Benji underscore Banks on Instagram. And you can find me at Benji underscore Banks on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. Yeah, don't forget to... um follow our group Roshi's Island on Facebook. Yes, follow us on Facebook where we talk about all nerd stuff and Master Roshi he's a triple OG He is, so stay tuned to next week for the third episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Yo, 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 yo